Support for this podcast comes from Social Talent. Social Talent is the training platform for hiring teams, giving you the knowledge and skills you need to find, hire and develop great talent. Designed for everyone involved in the hiring process, this market-leading platform provides training through a comprehensive library of video content delivered by the world's best hiring experts. Trusted by the likes of IBM, Intel and Siemens, Social Talent has trained over 80,000 people across 100 countries and 1,000 organisations. Last year alone, they enabled a million hires worldwide. Find out more at www.socialtalent.com. That's www.socialtalent.com. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 248 of the Recruiting Future podcast. The latest McKinsey Women in the Workforce report illustrates that there's still a very long way to go before we get to gender equality at work. McKinsey identifies a broken rung in the career ladder, with only 72 women promoted or hired to manager level for every 100 men promoted or hired to manager level. So how do employers fix the situation, what support is required, and how do mindsets need to change? To answer these questions, my guest this week is Addie Schwartz, CEO of ReachHire. Addie has been on a three-decade-long mission to change the trajectory for women at work and has some extremely practical insights to share. Hi, Addie, and welcome to the podcast. Hi there, Matt. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Could you just quickly introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do? Sure. So my name is Addie Swartz and I am CEO of Reach Hire. We're all about changing the trajectory for women and work, partnering with corporations to do that. Fantastic. And sort of before we dig a bit deeper into that topic, it would be great to get some more background about you and, and your story and really how you got to, to do what you're doing now. Sure. So I have been on a mission for uh, the better part of three decades, <laughs> uh, focused on women and work and have started three different companies um, aimed at three different problems that are focused on women um, at different stages of their growth and development. I started my first company, Bright Ideas, when I was on maternity leave with my first daughter and I was working in the tech industry, feeling like there needed to be more opportunities that were flexible part-time and really played to my tech skills. So I created an army of stay-at-home moms that were tech savvy that sold educational software to schools, parents, and teachers. That company was called Bright Ideas, and it was all about educational software and having a brighter future at your child's fingertips. I started it from a spare bedroom and sold it four and a half years later to a division of Pearson Education. But what was really seminal about that was that that was in 1992, before the advent of the internet. Um, any video technology or ability for people to work from home um, or even laptops. So having a flexible work opportunity for a tech savvy uh, professional that was flexible and part time really spoke to the needs of early 
you know, women early in their career that were young mothers um, who needed more flexibility. Um, fast forward uh, to having two children, two young girls, um, I felt that there weren't enough positive role models uh, and healthy messages for girls at that seminal point between toys and boys, which is the ages of nine to 13. So I created the Beacon Street Girls, which was 22 full-length novels, bags, backpacks, and all kinds of bling, uh, and a virtual junior high to create a world for girls that was, was safe, positive, and was really focused on building their self-esteem and helping them through the challenges of adolescence. Um, that um, company I sold to Simon & Schuster, uh, took a break, and um, and then, interestingly enough, to start Reach Hire, which is the company we're talking about now, um, we had a major personal event happen. Uh, I had a car accident uh, with my whole family in the car, and we got out of the car upside down, and I found that my um, young daughter, who was an, in high school, a uh, teenager, um, suffered a pretty serious head injury as a result of that. Um, the good news is uh, eight years later, she is, you know, almost back to herself. Um, so it wasn't life damaging in the end, um, but it took me to be on the sidelines with her while she recovered for a year and stayed out of a, a seminal year of education. When I was offline um, with her, I realized that there were all these mothers, uh, women that had invested some significant time in their careers and that then had off-ramped. And as a result of the off-ramping, um, could not get back into uh, working in a corporation. And so I set about looking at that problem while I myself was on the sidelines and created Reach Hire, which is all about um, two ends of the pipeline. One is reinserting great talent uh, back into corporations and moving more uh, females um, up that pipeline that are experienced once they get retrained, as well as thinking about um, how early career women do a better job of growing and sustaining their careers at the companies that they start with. Amazing, amazing stuff. I suppose digging deeper into this and, and starting with women at the start of their careers, you talk about fixing the broken rung. What do you mean by that? Well, the latest McKinsey Lean In Women in the Workplace report that came out just recently showed that for every 100 men that get promoted, only 72 women get promoted from individual contributor to manager. Why that is frightening is that women are entering the workplace in droves um, at equal rates as men, but they're still not even able to get up to that first level of, of promotion at equal rates. If you look at that trajectory, it'll take a couple hundred years <laughs> at the same rates for us to even get on par with women at um, more equal levels at that rate. And so what is happening between entering a corporation and getting to that first level of promotion. Well, lots of things, and those things are really blocking the ability to have more gender equity, even at the lowest level of the organization. And if you can't get equal representation at that lowest level, then you're never gonna ever be able to get more equal representation at any other level in the organization, let alone senior levels. And that's important because 
you know, there's been so much research that shows that gender equality and diversity really move the needle in profitability for an organization and drive innovation in different ways. So it's not just about, you know, women should be equal to men for philosophy's sake. It's because it has bottom line impact that drives, you know, innovation, profitability and performance. You mentioned that at the current rate, it'll take sort of 200 years to, to fix that problem. What can be done about it or what is being done about it by more forward thinking organizations? Well, there's a lot of conversation about sponsors and mentors and how do we give women more. I feel like it has to be a partnership uh, with a corporation and the individual, right? The individual needs to want to grow and invest in themselves. And the corporation needs to determine that more, more things that they are able to provide will help those individuals navigate around or through organizations. If you look at millennials and Gen Zs, um, they, they get dropped into companies and many times they don't have a lot of training or support. And we did a, a, a survey of 440 women recently and it showed that the number one thing that women want isn't you know, more money, they want more training, they more want more skill development. Um, they want and are hungry for growth and achievement. And so as a result of that, we've developed something that we've done a lot of learning from, uh, from reinserting women back into organizations uh, in, to creating something called Aurora, which is a digital platform uh, first ever of its kind, to really partner with the organization to help women thrive and grow. And it's virtual, it's delivered seamlessly. Um, you can get going in as quickly as, you know, 10 days to two weeks. And it comes with a live guide that brings a group of women in your organization through a journey over six to nine months, uh, and then sets them continuing on their journey together. So very excited about Aurora because we are really trying to create um, a system and a toolkit for companies to lean on to provide that little bit extra level of support, both uh, virtually and digitally uh, enabled by a live professional female executive that's been there and done that, that can then help guide that woman as she begins her journey. That sounds like an absolutely fantastic initiative. Are there any sort of employers who are already using it or employers who are on your radar who, who are doing a good job in this area? Yeah, I am so excited uh, to say that we have a host of companies that are really embracing Aurora, even as we've just recently launched. <laughs> Uh, uh, we have um, Vertex Pharmaceuticals that is um, a major uh, participant with us in the Aurora platform. Uh, iRobot, company called Everbridge, which is in the critical communication space, uh, especially right now in the world, it's a growing um, industry. <laughs> uh, and Sage Therapeutics. Uh, so we are, are growing our list of, of customers. We just launched uh, the product uh, February 11th, so recently. We just launched the product recently. So um, having a host of customers that are forward thinking, that are all about investing in um, this 
population early where there's much more risk of people leaving within the first year and also over, you know, the first three years. It's significant. So very excited about these corporations that are all about investing early with something that's a light touch in the language of millennials and Gen Zs right where they are. Um, And it's all about building community being on a journey with your team, having a guide to guide you along the way, um, although you also are uh, driving your own success. So I call it, it's all about we, and together as we, you know, the individual can grow and thrive. Moving on to another career stage, why, why are women leaving the workforce and what kind of issues to women who want to return to the workforce after a break, what kind of issues are they facing? So women, women leave the workforce for a variety of reasons. Uh, one is to have family, but I think that all the research recently shows that people, women leave for other reasons, not being promoted, hostile work environment, um, feeling that they're not challenged enough. Uh, but, you know, I think historically um, there have been women that have been trying to manage many different things and with inflexible work environments, uh, having uh, a family or managing elder parents or even being sick or deciding that you're going to go off and, you know, change the world and uh, build houses in, um, you know, a, a needy country. So different people have reasons for wanting to leave. In fact, a statistic I saw recently shows uh a statistic I saw recently um, showed that 84% of millennials, both men and women, are thinking that they want to take uh, are going to take a career break. So of that 84%, um, that's that's huge, and that's of millennials and Gen Zs. So they're all planning on them, and they ha- they might not even know who their spouse is or significant other, or they might not know what they want to do with their life if they want to travel or take time off to, you know, do something in the nonprofit space. Um, The key thing is that by 2025, 75% of our workforce are going to be millennials. And if 84% of them are going to plan career breaks, we as a society are going to need to figure out ways for everyone to off-ramp and on-ramp. But it's not just about family, right? You take time off for a variety of things. And elder care is a really important thing right now, taking care of yourself. And if we've had a variety of uh, individuals who have been sick and have conquered an illness and then want to get back. And then the problem is when you get back, you invariably might be older. Um, you Because technology moves so fast, your, your skills may be perceived as out of date in some functional areas like marketing Um, You know, marketing is very different than it was even five years ago. So if you've been out for a chunk of time, it's harder for you to get those skills back. The good news is there's lots of online things that you can do to do that. But employers um, continue to be very risk averse about that. And that's why ReachHire was born, because we partner with companies. We bring women in in groups together. We um, actually handle and partner with the company to handle finding the women, creating the um, training program and the upskilling program so that they can build new skills and then go into jobs for six to nine to 12 months 
um, while they are reach hire employees. So they the companies get to test drive them and the individual also gets to see if they are ready to go back, how they can build their skills and in a less risky fashion, really get back in the game. I've seen for myself from things that have happened to members of my my own family that a lot of employers are are still stuck in a very very old way of thinking old way of thinking around this and and sometimes despite what they might say publicly they're very very close minded about people who have career breaks for whatever for whatever reason and um, um, getting getting them back into into the workforce. What can we say? to those employers or what evidence can we give those employers to change their minds and, and, and really move move things on from where they are? So we've had a great track record in the last uh, six and a half years of working with major corporations um, like Fidelity, T-Mobile, Wayfair, um, Sarepta, a, a variety of companies of different sizes and different industries and really helping them programmatically drive change and bring in great talent that fits this population. Um, The biases are age, uh, technology, you know, comfort, and, uh, and when people interview, I mean, I think the problem with the latest way that we have the technology is the applicant tracking systems, you know, throw somebody out if they have a break on the resume. They throw someone out of the pile if um, they have a date on the resume that looks too old, uh, or if they don't have their resume optimized SEO wise. Um, then if you actually are an individual that's able to make it through that applicant tracking system and get selected for a video interview, there's a whole bunch of bias on a a video interview because you can see the individual. And if they are an older individual, there's a bias that, well, you aren't tech savvy. You're not in the digital world. How are you going to contribute? Which is why I created ReachHire because companies can take a look at the individuals without having the risk of formally bringing them on. And our um, success rate has been so high. So over 90% of the women that have gone through a reach hire program are back at work. That is awesome. It doesn't matter what age they are or where they came from. That's great. And we've had an over 80% um, success rate where those individuals actually are doing so well in the company that we place them in. So nine over 90% back at work in general after they've done their quote unquote, you know, re- return to work or internship program. And then over 80% back at that company, loyal, motivated, contributing and soaring. And we've even had examples where um, reach hire women have earned awards, um, you know, multiple industries, Uh, different functional areas where they've come in and they've been so eager to uh, do a great job and, you know, learning and absorbing everything like a sponge and building lots of new tech skills on top of their EQ skills and really driving home um, change in the organization so that they get awards and awards over people that have been in the organization 15 and 20 years. So the proof is in the pudding. And these individuals are so driven to succeed for themselves and to show the companies that they made a good bet. And 
it really is something beautiful to see because it really positively impacts the organization, even the women and the men that are in the organization that are nowhere near having taken time off, see that the the commitment level is there for companies to meet women at every age and stage. And that endorsement and commitment and support of that in a in a significant way makes a huge impact. I think that's really interesting, and I and I think you're right that there is. I think you're right um, about the, the the bias that kind of exists in the recruitment process, and I think that you know s- some of that is in the technology, but actually a lot of it is in is in attitudes of recruiters, and maybe even more so hiring managers, and even more so hiring managers, and that may be conscious, that may be unconscious, or even conscious bias. And it's great to see that you're on a mission to, um, you know, you're on a mission to. To, to, to help fix that um, I suppose leading on from from that it, it seems crazy to me that that these biases and these this kind of sort of narrow-minded thinking exists in a world where we have massive skill shortages people need more capable business people into their business you know they're upskilling their workforce so looking forward to the future do you think this is something that's going to drive better equality and, and more open thinking um, in this area absolutely um, you know it I was just thinking about it Matt you, you raised something that I hadn't thought of before, which is that the tools that we rely on so heavily do present bias without our even thinking about it. it. used to be that when you submitted a resume, you didn't have a picture. But now, with tools like LinkedIn, you can check somebody out and see exactly what they look like. And with a video call, with video interviews, because so many companies do video screens, you see the person. And so it's not even the ATS system that obviously that is one barrier, but then people's bias about, you know, how people present themselves and what they look like. And if that translates to an age bias to you're an older worker and you can't, um, you know, live in this digital fast paced world. But the thing that people are missing with that is the amount of life experience that these individuals can bring to a corporation. And we've seen a lot of reverse mentoring. So, you know, the women will come into in a program, but then they'll be working on a team with people that, you know, could be their children. <laughs> and, uh, and yet they're doing a lot of reverse mentoring of these millennials and Gen Zs, you know, providing a little bit of that extra support and guidance in an offhand informal way to show them what it's like to manage someone um, and being able to troubleshoot uh, for those individuals, similar to Aurora, that platform that I was telling you about. So there's a lot of benefits for, you know, multiple workforces um, or multiple generations being in the workforce. And there's a real power there. So final question, uh, where can people find out more about you and your company? So to learn more about Rechire and Aurora, you can go to www.rechire.com and it's uh, 1H, R-E-A-C, capital H-I-R-E.com. The idea of reaching higher, <laughs> but hiring people. Addy, thank you very much for talking to me. Thank you so much for having me. My thanks to Addy Schwartz. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow us on Instagram. You can find the show by searching for Recruiting Future. If you're a Spotify or Pandora user, you can also listen to the show there.
You can find all the past episodes at www.recruitingfuture.com. On that site, you can subscribe to the mailing list and find out more about working with me. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.